The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 159. Tuesday, November 2nd, 2010. This is the Ponch Stevenson Show, episode 159. PonchStevenson.com. I am Rob. You are Greg. See. And we got. <laughs> You have a little bit of a rant in store for this episode. Is this our second episode 159? No, this is 159. For real. So I'm going to start off with a rant? Whatever you want. 158, we were in your car at Pathmark. Yes, yes, I know, we're in the car. So, um... Yes, we're roving around. In case you might wonder, um, we're right about at the fifth anniversary of the show... Uh, but the the fifth anniversary episode will be 160. Okay. Yes. As long as I get whatever I have to do first. What do you have to do? I have to gather material. Oh, all right. <coughs> it can't be expected. Is it a surprise? It. No. Oh. I told you what we were going to do. All right, all right. It's a surprise to the listener. Yes. Okay. There's no listeners. Well, <laughs> singular. So, all right. So, what happened was tonight, um, there was a, a you know celebrity celebrity magnet, so which we still haven't put on the website. We our our total. We're gonna have we have to put the page up there. We just haven't done it yet. Um, maybe I'll do it Thursday. Yeah, right. So <laughs> maybe. So I'll, um, yeah. Celebrity Magnet. So there was a book signing. You know, looking at, the, well, you know, which, which book signings are coming up here can meet whoever the celebrity is. And I was like, holy cow, he just came out with a book. Dr. Phil. No, not Dr. Phil. Michael Caine. Oh. That's right. I just came up with my second autobiography. I'm not sure what I left out in the first one, though. Michael came from Jaws. Yeah, Jaws 4. And... The Swarm. And The Island. That's right. <laughs> and good On movies. Deadly Ground. It's the, the, Steven Seagal. The best... <coughs> Wait, he was in that? Yeah. Oh, man. With this horribly dyed black hair. It was just horrible. So, anyway... Um, that was almost Steven Seagal... It was in Alaska. He's, like, beating up Indians, right? Yes. Or Eskimos. Eskimos. Yeah. So, um, so Michael Caine was having a book signing tonight at six, Barnes and Noble, Fifth Avenue, New York City, New York. So, well, and we all know how much the both of us love New York City. Oh, so, um, so it was at six o'clock. So I had planned it out. You know, I was like. I was going to get there. I was going to leave my house around 4. Well, wait a minute. It started at 6. Yes. Okay. All right. It started at 6. Supposed to start at 6. So I figured I'll leave my house at 4. I'll get there around 5. <clears throat> that should be plenty of time. I should be at the beginning of the damn line. So push came to shove. I didn't leave at 4. My own fault. And uh, so eventually I got there. But it was closer to 6. Now, I asked Rob here if he wanted to go, but he couldn't get out of work early. 
Yep, had to work late. So, there was no Rob. Which was the paunch luck part one. Why? Because I couldn't go see Michael King. Oh. All right, well, uh-huh. So, I get there, get to the Barnes & Noble, I go in. And I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, well, obviously it's not on this floor. So I went up to the second floor, and that's where they were having it. So, like, by the time I got there, it was literally, it was like 6.10. So I walk up there, I look over this bookcase, and there's a table there with a curtain behind it, and there's like all these people huddled around the table, and I assume Michael Caine was sitting at the table. I couldn't even see. Right, well, who else would it be? Right. So, all right, I, I, I asked the guy, okay, well, where do I get the book from? It's like, oh, they're downstairs, the cashier. I go all the way down. I go all the way downstairs, go into the cashier, go to the line. I get in the line, and so I buy two books because I didn't know whether or not you were going to make it. Yeah. Because you thought maybe you could get there by seven initially, and I was figuring, you know, you know, if I have to wait in the back of the line, whatever. But I, I walked. So I walked up there. First, when I walked in on the outside of the store, there was a line of about I don't know thirty people waiting outside. And when I went upstairs, there was a line of about 30 people only inside. So I'm like, there's like nobody here. What the hell's going on here? It's like 6.15. There's like no one here. So not a big turnout for Michael King. I, that's what I thought. <clears throat> so then I, I get the book. I go outside. I call Rob. He, you, you, I'm talking to you, you can't, you can't make it in time, whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go in line. I'm just going to return one of the books. I get in line and return the book. Oh, no, I'm in line to return the book. After I got off the phone with you, it was like 6.25. Yeah. So I'm in the line. It's getting close to 6.30, whatever. And this guy who works there was like saying something to some guy. He's like, he's like oh, uh, I, I think he left or something. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Who left? <laughs> he's like, huh? I'm like, I'm in the line. Uh, I was going to get the books on Michael Caine. He's like, no, he's gone. What do you mean he's gone? What? He's gone, gone. He's gone. He left. Like, he left? What the hell are you talking about? He left. <laughs> what is he there for 15 minutes and then leave? He's like, he signs two books. He's like, well, you know, he, he did probably get to a couple hundred people in a half hour. I'm like, there wasn't a couple. There was maybe a hundred people. Maybe. In a half hour. And he's like, yeah, you know, he told us before when he got here he had somewhere else to go. And and that was it. He has somewhere better to be. So I'm like... to sell his own book. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> now, remember I was telling you, I saw, like, these articles, and he would give these interviews with people about his books, and he says he hates book tours. So why does he do it? I, apparently, begrudgingly. I can't stay. I've got to go make another crappy movie. It's the paunch luck... Damn, Michael strikes King. again. And there's like no other indications that he's doing any other signings in the United States. Damn. Now here's the thing. Well, yeah, but he'll come out with a third autobiography. Nah, I don't think so. But here's the thing, though. Like, in, in hindsight, yes, it would have been great to meet Michael King, but the setup, there was no way he was going to allow anybody to take a picture with him. Just wasn't gonna happen. You weren't even gonna be able to like talk to him. Yeah, it's like it was like another it's Dan like a conveyor Aykroyd. belt. Yeah, well, and, except at least with Dan Aykroyd, we were able to slip in a really quick yeah. picture at the last second. Well, because 
We had a shooter. We had a shooter. Gotta have a shooter. Come on, come on. Gotta have a shooter. Shooter. So, damn Michael Caine. Ugh. So now we're going to make fun of Michael Caine. He's the worst. Look up. He's made albums. What? Yes. So we, we got to listen to these albums. Make fun of the Macho Man and no. Michael Caine. Yeah. Rap album. Hogan. I made, I made a couple of great blues blues albums. They're very, very zen albums. <laughs> yes, yeah, Seagal and Michael King should do an album. What, why are you on IMDb? What's Amazon? You said you wanted to look up his movie. No, his music. Oh, right, right. Movies. <laughs> his music is going to be so bad, my brain just instantly tunes that out. <laughs> You know, after listening to, listening to the last episode, I was listening into my Shatner Nimoy CD. Yeah, yeah, Your so did phone I. Phone is lighting up. Um, that's okay. Right, go to music. This? I did. There's nothing. He's definitely made music. Go to the Muppets Christmas no, Carol soundtrack. No, right, hold God. on, hold on, hold on. Or the night before Christmas, and all through the house. Was he Scrooge? I don't know. Maybe I never saw it. Oh no! Yes, in the Muppets. Yes. Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Ebenezer Scrooge. All right. Let's see if Michael Caine is in the iTunes store. Uh. See, movies, books, albums. Not the. Oh, wait, what is this? What is that? Michael Caine Madness Ultimate Collection. <laughs> what? Wait, let's see what this is. It gives you a Michael Caine no, singing? No, it's not. I think there's a, a band that calls themselves Michael Caine. <laughs> it's British. That's him. It's not him. It's Duran Duran. Stop this. No, you're stupid. That's the name of the song. You, I don't even use iTunes and I can figure that out. Name, album, artist. I got excited. Uh... Oh, oh, dialogue. No, this is madness. Bad. Our house in the middle of the street. Our that's house. That's mad or not? In the, yeah. That no, was madness? Yeah, I thought that was like... Uh, no, it's madness. Uh, dialogue. Uh, these are audio books. Yeah, keep scrolling. All right. Who killed Frank? Frank? Michael Caine killed Frank Nora? No. From, uh, He's not dead. Uh... Michael. Another song named Michael Caine by Tyvek. Come on. Another song named Michael Caine There's... by Graham Boulevard. Who right, are these? Get people? out of here. Go go to Who uh, are these Wikipedia. Alright. I'm gonna close that. iTunes. Can't you open another tab? Uses up too much system oh, resources. Just, come on.
Michael Kine. He's 77 years old. Yeah. Actor and author. Oh. Musical career. What? Kane is a fan of chill-out music and has compiled a, oh, a mix CD called Kane. It was released in 2007. Uh, Kane, oh, okay. In music, Kane provided vocal samples for the band Madness for their 1984 hit Michael Kane. Oh, see? As his daughter was a fan. So that's what we were just listening to. He sung in movie well, uh, roles as well. Why can't I read? Including for the musical movie The Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, God. Was that in there? That was on Amazon. I'm going to go back to Amazon. Yeah. See if you go down. Yeah, that. Hey, Muppets. Why does the Muppets Christmas Carol music CD cost $19? It's probably out of print. It's just... uh, Aren't all CDs like $19? Why, though? A CD cost... You know... the supposed benefit of a CD was that it only cost pennies only have, to make. But they only have five tracks. Scrooge. Try that one. Oh, here. Yeah, but how do you know? Oh, come on. Overture, no. Next. Ah. Uh. This is a waste. Come on, there has to be singing. Yeah, it's probably ten minutes later, and in this, they only give you thirty seconds. Yeah, the clip they put of the you don't even know which song he's in. Come on, they could have picked a better clip than that. And a glass raised to toast your health. That's what he sounds like. This is awful. Well, the Muppets have been horrendous since Jim Henson died. They haven't done anything worthwhile with them at all. That's true. Who was this? I don't know. Miss Piggy? (laughs) That's Frank. Isn't that Frank Oswald's Miss Piggy? (laughs) Piggy! Kermit! We should do it in kind of episode, Piggy. Okay, Piggy. Can read the frag here. See, we should do the voice oh, of the God. Voice. Well, that's it. There's no more samples. Nah. Um, All right. So Michael Caine is a jerk. He is. Uh, Don't smell cabbage. Not dead. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> but you know who is? Dead? Obviously, he's not dead. I just saw him. Or did you? Ah, we have a scoop. I don't know. What are we scooping? The death of Michael Caine. He's not dead. Let's check Wikipedia. 
You were just there. Uh, no, he's not dead. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. Now Tom Bosley died. Yes. Tom Bosley. Schlitzvikes. Don't get mad, get glad. Get glad. Mr. Cunningham. Howard Cunningham. Howard Cunningham. And Father Dowling. Which I could never understand. I guess the cops were that useless that the crimes had to be solved by a priest. Protestant? Protestant priest. Um, we'll get to him in a second. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tom Bosley died. Uh, I don't know why, but he's dead. <laughs> 83 years old. Doesn't give a reason. When are they going to... You know how, like, Hollywood has run out of ideas? They keep coming out with movies of old no. movies. movies of, when is there going to be a, a movie of Happy, Happy Days? <laughs> Starring Will Smith's son. Oh, and, of course. Uh, and his daughter. And uh, the Twilight guy. And, no. And uh, who else is in every movie? Like Judah Freelander is in every movie. He never talks. <laughs> Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's in every he'll single be, movie. He'll be popular. Ben Stiller's in every movie. <laughs> um, actually, Ben Stiller would be the font. Speaking of Twilight, I wanted to show you something really quick. Did you see Superman's new redesign? <laughs> Ears. Look. What's your point? He's wearing... It's Superman. Well, it's but like he's, a super boy. Isn't it like super boy again here? No, he's wearing a, quote, hoodie, as they call it. And uh, he just looks stupid. He has like that emo haircut yeah, where it's over yeah, one eye. Who cares? But look at that super. Look at the Christopher Reeve. Super Reeve. Too late, Luther. Too late. Luther. Huh? Lex Luthor. Oh, hey. So Tom Bosley, the glad David Denow. Garbage bag spokesman. Yeah. Spokesperson. Who was it when Father Dowling he used to they used to have a crossover like T V movies? Was it with uh what's his the stupid diagnosis murder nitwit? Dick Van Dyke? Oh I don't know. I think it was. I've never, never seen that over. show. That's terrible. Uh, and Basley died. Well, Barbara Billingsley. Yeah, from Leave it to Beaver. Yes, she was June Cleaver. 94 years old. And she was an airplane. Yes. I know how to speak jive. Yeah. 94 years old. She was born 1915. Wow. Um, and, this guy? Uh, we don't yeah, care about that. nobody. All right. Moving on. So we mentioned Jean-Claude Van Damme. Wait, who's this guy? Who cares? Oh, the guy who invented fractals. What the heck is a fractal? Benoit Mandelbrot. Who cares? 85 years old. Who cares? Uh, a fractal is a repeating pattern that you could keep zooming in and zooming out, and it just like keeps repeating itself. You mean like Infinite. when you're looking into a mirror, of you looking into a mirror, sort of you're looking into a... Who cares? Here, I'll show you. I don't care. I'll show you. It's like that. That's a fractal? Yeah, but when you zoom in, each piece keeps like mathematically repeating it. Uh, Here, look. Well, no, that's not it. But 
See, like when you zoom in, it yeah. keeps repeating itself. And what's the point of this? I don't know. It's fun, fun to look at. See? And then it repeats itself all over again. I see. I saw. Fractals. It says kaleidoscope eyes. That's <laughs> true. Alright, what else? Next. No, so I was mentioning Jean Claude Van Damme. Split. He almost died. I almost died doing split. No. He had a heart attack. What? Yes. Look it up. I am in. My body is perfect in <laughs> shape. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm doing exercise here. Oh. Oh. Heart attack. I must, heart attack. I must oh. do split. My heart did a split. <laughs> Jean Claude. Health and addiction. Oh. Yeah, well, it was probably from too much... Yeah, like Billy Mays, too much cocaine. <laughs> yeah. On October 19th, 2010, the press published that Van Damme suffered a minor heart attack. Uh-oh. He stated this as a rumor started over the internet. Ah, it was internet! They made it up on internet! <laughs> you you stupid guy. <laughs> you make it up, uh, the protestant. I'm 100... What does he say? Let's see what he says here. That was like when there was that uh, rumor that Sinbad died. Yeah. I didn't die. Um, has allegedly denied having a heart attack on the set of his latest film, Weapon. It claimed the action star was rushed to a hospital in New Orleans before him being sent home to Belgium with his wife. However, in an update on his official... He's an official he, Facebook page. He posted on Facebook. <laughs> Hours ago, I read a rumor online about me suffering a heart attack. Please do not believe all that you read from rumors on any unofficial JCVD sites. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme is 100% healthy, training well for taking the fight and sending his fans and friends much love. JCVD. Sick. What the hell does sick mean again? It means... Oh, you're not even on Facebook. It's grammatically you know. incorrect, but it's, it's quoted the way he said it. Why would he even put that? What? That he's helping? Yeah, no, sick. No, he didn't. The, no, the, the, fine. the editor put that. Fine. So that we know... The editor didn't make a grammatical yeah, mistake. Right, fine. Van Damme made the grammatical mistake. So I had the heart attack. I'm he is, fine. He's training fine. well for taking the fight. I take the fight. I take it. I fight it. Uh, the kumatai. I do it. I make the fight do split. Yes. By the way, uh, did you see the new uh, Michael J. Fox yes. did a remake of... Yeah, I was going to get to that. Oh, all right, good. All right, so we'll get to that. That is Peter Jackson. He's no longer fat. It's like, uh, he looks weird. Uh-huh. His head is still kind of fat in weird places, though. I think it's Peter Jackson, isn't it? I don't think cares. Oh, man. Wait, what is this? Sherlock's... Uh. Oh, yeah, this guy's, I guess, Bilbo back. Oh, that's Tim from The Office. Yeah, that's him. All right. So there is this still being made? The Hobbit movie? Yeah, two of them, but not with Del whatever his name is. Del Toro. What, what no, no, Guillermo. No, he he's not gonna do it. But what? Uh-huh. Sylvester Stallone is Bilbo Baggins. He's in the Hobbit. Frodo. He is. No. Oh. He's. It's under the Hobbit page. No, I don't know. Well, this guy is you know, in the picture with. All right, so 
So, all right, so Michael J. Fox. So this is, of course, this is the 25th anniversary of Back to the Future. Doc! Yes. In fact, uh, I believe yesterday was the 20th, 25th anniversary of Marty going back in time. It was like October the 25th, 1985. Gonna go back in time. So, come on, Huey Lewis. Yes. And um, I'll get to him too. Can't you just pipe that in later? All right. Sort of whistling it. Anyway, so um, the 25th anniversary, and they they so Spike TV has these Scream Awards every year, which nobody watches. They're horrible. No one cares. <laughs> Wait, why? What are they screaming at? They're just movie awards. It's oh. who cares? Exactly. So all right. So for the Scream Awards, they. They took the original Back to the Future trailer and they redid it. The teaser trailer. Yeah, the teaser trailer with Michael J. Fox. Now. Yeah, you know. Present day. Yeah, and you see him like, and then you, all you really see is him sitting in the car with that denim jacket and the stupid aviator sunglasses and he like lifts them down and I forget what he says. It's like, are you going my way? Are you going my way? No, but at first it shows him walking the shoes and the jeans. Well, they just show the shoes walking. And the jeans. Yeah. That's him. I guess. Right? And they they recreated all the panels and the lights and the buttons and everything. For what? The DeLorean. What are you talking about? There's like 9 million of them around. You don't have to recreate anything. No, I know. But the flux capacitor, like all those lights and switches and everything. Yeah, you know how many people have those... What? They recreated them? Really? Well, I mean, first of all, you have a lot of them they used in the movies that are still around, but there's people that made them made their own. Really? Man, people have a lot of free time. Yeah, well, Spike. big fans. Scream. Yeah, there you go. This one. Yeah. I'll just play it in the back. It's an homage. Twenty ten. See, look, the Nike high tops, the Nikes, cuffed jeans. That's him. He could still walk, right? I don't know. I want it to be him. I like him. But they recreated it shot for shot. So, look. I know people have these exact cars, (laughs) but with all this stuff inside. Yes. People are lame. Would you drive around in that? Actually, there's YouTube videos of people driving around in them. It's really cool, but... Alright, here we go. So, where are you headed? To the 2010 Scream Awards on Spike. And you left? <laughs> Still got it. Yeah, and so then in the actual awards, Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox appeared, and they gave a really, you know, it was a heartfelt speech. I only had like a couple of minutes. Yeah. But it was just awkward. For, was Why? Just like, because you could tell like they still wanted to stand up there and talk, and then they were kind of like shuffled off. Is that on YouTube, you think? 
Yeah, I found oh, it. Oh, here we right go. There. That's too long. I'll yeah, I, don't worry about it. You don't have to watch it now. Yeah, I'll watch it later. You don't have to watch it now. I'm not. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of awkward. And then... Ah, what is this? Bill Murray shows up in Ghostbusters garb. Who are you going to call? He's <laughs> all dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and fat. Peter Bankman. Let me pause this for a second. Where are you going? So, here's what happened. So the, and the night that this was on, there was a there was a playoff baseball game on. So I don't remember if the game was ended or I didn't feel like watching it. So I was like flipping back and forth. Was it the Yankees and the Rangers? I don't know. It was either that or the National League. I don't remember. Oh. So I was like flipping back and forth and stop moving around. Sorry. And uh, so I, I flipped. I'm, I'm going through the channels and I hit the Spike TV channel. And all of a sudden I'm like. My eyes are like, uh, like <laughs> squinting, like rubbing my eyes, like, huh, what? And there's, I had when I picked it up, he had already come out and he was starting to talk, and I was like, whoa, Bill Murray in Ghostbusters garb, it's Peter Venkman. Yeah. So, but wait a minute though, they didn't get Dan Aykroyd or no, he, was, he was accepting an award for Zombieland. Look, <laughs> he's even got the proton pack. Bill Murray. Oh. He was in that? Yes. I have to watch that. They gave him an actual spike for reward. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, thank you very much, Miss Silverman. I'm sorry. I don't mean anything by this. It's just all that was left that was clean. <laughs> There's so many people to thank and blame on a night like this. Let's move right up to the undead, the special ones, the ones who died, the ones who technically are gone, passed on, buried or burned, but still live on forever. John Candy. Yeah. Warren, Warren Oates. Who the hell is that? Rodney Dangerfield. Gilda Radner and John Belushi. Bruno Kirby and Sonny Johnson and Peter Boyle. <laughs> and of course, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> oh, they, they, they cut it off. He, he, I don't remember him saying much after that. But anyway, so... I was like, holy cow, Bill Murray, it's amazing. And um, so then I was reading on Wikipedia that uh, apparently, now, I don't know if this is true, but apparently the Ghostbusters 3 script has been given the green light. Wow, so it's back. It's back. It will, apparently it's going to be made. Live action? Yes. Oh. So we'll see if that actually happens. Hmm. All right, so Back to the Future. Uh, so, all right, so for the 25th anniversary over the weekend, all AMC theaters 
were re-releasing Back to the Future. They were having like a show, like one show, like the oddest of times. It was like one was on a Saturday morning, one was on a Monday night. <laughs> and um, yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I told you about it, but you were never going to make it. So I um, I went uh, with a friend of ours, and uh, to that... Uh, Tony? No. Well, his name's not really Tony. I know, but it's... I'm keeping it anonymous. <laughs> Mike in New Jersey. Boy. Yeah, which he'll never hear the show, so... Mike in New Jersey. So anyway, so um, it, it turned out... You know, I was, like, asking a bunch of people that I knew after you, and they were like, nah, I can't make it, it's too early, it's like 7 o'clock. Yeah, if it were maybe like 8.30, 9 o'clock, yeah, of course, I totally would have gone So then uh, I, I just saw, like, his page on Facebook, and I was like, wait a minute, he's got Back to the Future in there. And it turns out it's, like, it's his favorite movie of all time. Nice. So, uh, so we went there, and um, it wasn't, like, an original... Uh, uh, cut, it was a remaster. It was essentially the Blu-ray version that's coming out now. So what's the difference? It's like remastered, etc., etc. It's digital. But it's the same uh, cut. Though. Oh, yeah, there's not, yeah, there's nothing different. They didn't, like, replace people's no, heads. No, no, no new special effects, nothing. Or, Absolutely uh, nothing. <laughs> George McFly shot first. No. <laughs> yeah, no, Biff punched first or something. <laughs> Uh, no, none of that. And so I didn't say it. So we we sat, we were watching that. And that was really cool. It was actually my first time seeing the original in the theater. I saw parts two and three when they came out. You know, well, I saw part three with you. Was it three? I thought it was theater. two. No, it was three. The train. Oh, all right. Yeah, I saw two. Yeah, I saw two and three. I mean, they were only like six months apart, but... When was three? Was that 1990? Or yeah. yeah. Well, the two was in, like, November of 89, and then three was, like, May of 90. Wow. You know, they were, like, back-to-back. So, that was really cool, and then they gave you a, a poster. Like, a movie poster. What? To, okay. The other night? Yeah. Oh, wow. The Back to the Future thing. What was it up? It's the Back to the Future movie poster, you know, the uh -huh. the one with Michael J. Fox standing there, you know, and, and uh, you know, one of the bottoms is like AMC, whatever. What are you doing? No, just keep talking. I just want to show you something. So, uh, that was cool. So, do you have the Blu-ray? No. Are you going to get the Blu-ray? I don't know. I haven't really decided how, how much I'm going to go into the Blu-ray. I want to show you something. If I have it, where is it? There's some odd pictures. Now I'm not going to find it. Ah, forget it. I'll have to find it later. Oh, that's right. It's not on my camera. So, a few weeks ago, speaking of Back to the Future, I was at a street fair in Clifton, New Jersey, and part of the street fair was the classic car exhibit. Mm. And there were really old cars from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, um, in really nice condition. It was cool. The, the hoods were open. You could see the engines and how simplistic they were. And, and then one of the cars was a DeLorean. Mm. 
So I asked the woman if I could open the door, like lift the yeah. door up and stand like in the pose oh, from the post. No, she said okay. She said it was okay. So I got a picture of me in the Michael J. Fox. No, but it's not real movie poster pose. Really? Yeah, but it's not really the DeLorean. That like that they use they like up they did all no, kinds no, no, of no stuff it's a Delorean yeah it's just a Delorean from the nineteen eighties yeah. and they all look the same because they were they didn't have paint they were stainless steel yeah it was in really nice condition too now see the the, the funny thing about the Delorean is and a lot of the ones that we I was saying that people restore you know they like convert them themselves and then you get people who convert them to all the different iterations of the Delorean <laughs> what you know you had the the original movie yeah. version. Then you had the Back to the Future two Mister the Mister Fusion on the back, and it, oh. the wheels could the wheel. And then later in that movie, they he retrofitted it with the fifties tires and all the crazy <laughs> stuff and the big battery thing in the front. And, oh, and then in the part three, then it had the railroad wheels on it. And anyway, crazy. So what I was going to say was, if you look on YouTube, there's people, there's video of people driving around in the Back to the Future car. Um, it, which is kind of cool, but the problem with it is, in the movie, um, I'm almost positive of this. Well, I maybe mean, it's not, maybe not, but in the movie, I think what they what they did was they piped in the sound of the car because okay. the engine that the the sound of that engine is of some kind of a at least an eight cylinder engine. What's a DeLorean? It's like a four-cylinder. Oh. Let me tell you, you ain't fitting much more than that in there. Now, I was so, under the impression that originally a DeLorean was made to be inexpensive. Is that true or no? no. It, was an, it, it was expensive. Yeah. I thought it was supposed to be like, it's real easy to repair. You just pop one part off, pop another yeah, fender. Yeah, that may be or, so, but... <laughs> that may be so, but that doesn't mean it's cheap. So it was a luxury car. No. Even even back then, no? Not really. It, it wasn't furnished very well, and they weren't that all that reliable. So why were they so expensive then? Because they didn't make a lot of them. They were a lot... I think they were handmade. You know, they... It was all those problems. You know, it was like buying a Ferrari. Nah. Except they didn't have any horsepower. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, DeLorean... Um, if an opportunity ever Now, wait, now, hold on. Here was a really weird part. I get out of the theater, right? It's like nine o'clock. Say goodbye. I walk to my car. Get in my car. <clears throat> I put, turn the car, start the car, get it on. I got the XM radio on, right? I'm flipping through the channels, you know, because I was like, you know, you get out of like Back to the Future, man. You're like pumped up still. Yeah. I'm like yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm getting out there, and and you know, my car sounds a little bit like the DeLorean, a little bit. Not flooring it and going down the street and everything, and then um, all of a sudden I'm flipping through and I get to the '80s channel. Now look, you know the '80s channel they, it has a pretty good sized library rotating songs and this and that, and I understand that the song was a big song at the time, but two minutes after I get out of the Back to the Future movie, Power of Love comes uh, on. Synchronicity, yes. And I'm driving along like, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> Paunch luck. Pretty soon you end up in the 1950s. That would have been interesting. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, it's all back to the future. 
Oh, I was going to say, if the opportunity ever came up where someone had like a, a pretty, you know, like a, a very nice conditioned DeLorean from the 80s and said, I'll sell you this very, very nice, excellent condition DeLorean for like $5,000, would you buy it? No. Why? You wouldn't drive around in a DeLorean? No, because only the problem is only the front of it looks like the car and the doors. Yeah, but the back of if you look, the back of the car is completely different. They put all that stuff on it. They put those big vents things on the back. You'd have to do all that. I'm not gonna be bothered doing all that. Yeah, but you, it still wouldn't be cool though. No, no, it wouldn't be. They're not. They're ugly, as is. Yeah, I think yeah, it's they're, cool. They're like a hatchback. I don't like them. I'm not saying I would ever buy one, but I think I would. If, if someone offered me one for really low price, I would buy it. Okay. Drive around in it. Sure. Are they uh, automatic transmission or probably? Right? Uh, they may they may have both. I don't know. The movie car wasn't, but oh yeah, it's just a movie. Um, I had this is not even a movie review. This is just happened to be a movie that I saw on like one of the premium channels. Have you did you see the Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller? Yeah, it was funny. All right, I just. It was a remake. I know. I saw it for the first time, and I was just like, by the end of it, like I, I like it took me a while to like. Get to, I guess by the end, I, I figured out like what the hell. I was like, oh, the big thing is that this stupid guy, like he keeps like like trying to like cheat on this every woman he's with. So when this other stupid woman comes around, it's like, oh, stupid. It was funny. I know that the critics totally panned it and bashed it, and then I saw it on TV one time, and I was like, that was actually kind of funny. I liked it. But, um, yeah. Ben Stiller. Oh, and then as I was walking out of the theater, I don't know if we saw this one time, there was this big poster with Jack Black in Gulliver's Travels. What? (laughs) No. That must be coming out soon. Oh, did you see any trailer? Did they show trailers before Back to no. the Future? No. No. Gulliver's Travels. Trailer 2010. <laughs> what is this? Jack Black. Neil Prescott. Now wait, you're not my dad. So it's evidently it's present day. He's playing with Star Wars dead out of being in the mailroom. I hope to get out of being in the mailroom. You're hired. How long have you had this crush on the travel editor? On Darcy? No way, dude. How's your day going? Really good. Just really, really good. Have a good one. You too. Something. Yeah, me too. Gulliver, you're not my boss anymore. Oh, his it's name is Gulliver. Just got here. I'm your boss now. What? It's over for you. Never really gonna get any bigger than this. You think I don't have plans? I got big plans. I got a writing sample of them working on this dynamite. I had no idea you wrote. <laughs> I think I have the perfect fluff piece to start you off with. There's a guy who claims he has the secret to the Bermuda Triangle. So what do you say? Uh, we'll see you in three weeks with the story that's gonna blow your mind. 
So Jack Black goes to the Bermuda Triangle. And you'll find yourself in a triangle. Done. Okay. Where's the club? This is the same thing happened to Michael Caine in the island. Oh, I'm looking for Bermuda Triangle. He gets sucked into the Bermuda Triangle. And he wakes up in Lilliput. I guess. Ah, oh, there's a whole bunch of people have tied him down. Which happened in the book. And it's to Ted Danson. And, <laughs> they drag Wait, him. Is that Billy Connolly? Oh, is that Jason Siegel's in it? That's Billy Connolly! Oh! I can't believe it! I can't believe it! Oh! Oh! oh. Shave off my sideburns. I need those mutton chops. So, so Jack Black. Oh, it's in digital three D. Jack Black tied up all of the really small Lilliputians <laughs> to uh, bars. To bars. Yeah. And was spinning them around in a foosball table, yeah. like a real-life human foosball table. Oh, God. It's Why? better. Well, it looks better than the Ted Danson one. Oh, God, you couldn't get any worse than that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll go see that. I know you don't get HBO, but Ted Danson's been in this what HBO this? show with... Richard Harris, Gulliver Travels? Who cares? Don't, that's don't Richard Hatt. He's dead. Yeah, I know. That's obviously the guy from old. Uh, the guy from Harry Potter and yes. Gladiator. Anyway, so uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> yeah, I don't get HBO. But he's in this show called Bored to Death. It's been on for a while. Zach Galifianakis is in it. Jason Schwartz. Yeah, Jason Schwartzman is the main guy. And it's kind of it's a funny show. It's kind of quirky. Why is it called Bored to Death? Mm. And Schwartzman is some kind of like private detective on part time, and Ted Danson is like this really like annoying, like he's full of himself, like New York Magazine editor or something. And yeah, it's but it's really he's he's really good in it. It's really funny. The heck of that? It's another Gulliver's track. <laughs> Cartoon. First full-length cartoon feature. Favorite story of men, and women, and children in every nation of the world. Gulliver, the immortal character whose fabulous adventures in the land of the Lilliputians made him a classic of literature. Gulliver's Travels now comes to the screen. One solid hour and 20 minutes crammed full of laughter and gay music. Max Fleischer's first feature-length cartoon in gorgeous three-dimensional Technicolor. With a host of new characters... This version was 3D, too. Friends. There you go. Gabby, the town crier. You can't do this to me. I got a wife and kids. Millions of kids. Sneak, Snoop, and Snitch. 
the three spies, King Little of Lilliput, King Bombo of Blefiscu, Twinkletoes, the cuckoo carrier pigeon, Princess Glory, and Prince David, thousands of hilarious, lovable Lilliputians, and gigantic Gulliver himself. You'll see them all in the picture that will delight millions to whom Gulliver and his Lilliputian friends have long been favorites. Hits of 1942. There you go. The hit parade. Over there. Over there. All right. Anyway, next. All right. So, um, wait. Was that 1942? Oh my God. Wait. Hold. I have to be. 1939. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It wasn't 42. They wouldn't have made a movie like that during the war. The heck is this? It's a book. It was written in 1726. Yeah, people could write back a then. Jo- God, <laughs> by Jonathan Swift. They had what else did he write? Didn't he uh, do um, Robinson Crusoe? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, 19. All right, so 1939. Max Fleischer, Gulliver's Travels. All right, who cares? Next. All right, so we were talking, well, we were mentioning Huey Lewis before. So finally, after nine years, Huey Lewis and the News are coming out with a new album. Finally! Wow. So, you know, I've been, like, pumped up for this, like, yes! Now, look, the thing is, over the last, like, 20 years, they've been doing a lot of, like, retro stuff where they, they, they cover a lot of... Um, like 50s and 60s songs, you know, R&B songs, uh, old rock and roll songs. But it's really good. Yeah. So, this time... What are you doing? He's aged. Whatever. Huey has aged. He's 60 years old. So, alright, let's go back to Amazon here. Alright. So, uh, type it in there. Yeah, so the new album is called Soulsville. Right? Sure. So basically what they did was they went into the Stax, you know, Stax Records, Memphis. 1950s. Right. Old soul music and all that. And they re and they covered all that stuff. S-T-A-X. Yeah. So now here's the thing. When they did this album, they did this other album, which was called Four Score several years ago. It was in like 1994. It was one of my favorite albums. It basically it's them covering like old like Fats Domino songs, you know, stuff like Stagger Lee, um, you know, stuff like that. You know, they've covered like Curtis Mayfield songs, etc. Right. This one, but they, but those were like you know popular songs, and they're you know really good songs, you know whatever. Yeah. This one, it's like they covered this soul music, which is like. But it's like this stuff is too old. 
It's obscure stuff. It's not even so much that it was obscure, it's just too old. Well, it's 60 years old. Right? 1950s? Uh, no, it's not that old. It's 50 something years old. But yeah, but the problem is. It's 55 years yeah. old. And so I'm listening to the previews and I'm like, ugh, this isn't very good. Well, the one thing that I like about what this already, the, the thing I like about it, this comes out November 2nd, but uh, 2010, the, the thing I like th about this already is for some reason in pop music, like the 1950s, 1960s, you had like two minute songs, three minute songs, and then in the 70s you had like 20 minute songs. And then in the 80s, it went back to maybe like three-minute song. And then all of a sudden, like the last 10, 15 years, uh, just a normal pop song on the radio is like four and a half, five minutes. Yeah. That's too long. They go on and on and on. It's just a two-minute, two-and-a-half-minute, three-minute song. Perfect. That no-talent crybaby Taylor Swift. Yeah. She came out, the, her new song is basically, it's a whole song of her moaning about John Mayer and that John Mayer dumped her. Ah, come on. They're both losers. And basically she insinuated it, that John Mayer is a pedophile. You never know. But, uh... No, but basically, she, she's just moaning and moaning. Oh, I was only 19. Uh, took advantage of me. Wait a minute, 19? That's an adult. Yeah, what the, what the hell? Shut <laughs> up. So anyway, this this moron goes on for almost seven minutes. Oh. Seven, and you've heard her songs. Those like, like oh my, it, it's like it, it's like Chinese water torture. Wow, it's like uh, seven minutes. Yeah, wow. It's like seven. It, it would be like seven minutes of Paul McCartney's classical music. <laughs> it's like an eternity. Yeah. But anyway, so what I'm liking about this Soulsville album, without even hearing it, oh, so these are two and a half to three minute songs. Yeah, so. Two to three minutes. That's per that is the perfect length for a pop song, rock and roll song. Yeah. I'm good. They're going back. They're going back to the two and a half minute what song. Mean, what do you mean they're going back? These are 50 year old songs. <laughs> if that's what it takes. Yeah, but nobody else does that. All right, so we're going to play the previews now. I don't Oh, God. Uh, this, it's just disappointing. This one's not bad. Don't fight it. This is actually better than than music from today. This is good. Hold on. Okay. This is pretty good. Somebody but. Are you hoping they would maybe do something new with it, modernize it a little bit? Well, I thought they'd have new songs, like original songs. Their last album in 2001. What is this? Soul, man. 
not how this song should be played, though. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Free? Aretha Franklin? Soul, man. Yo, man. Just get out the way Now, now we're getting into Jeff Bridges' territory. Uh-oh, hell This sounds like the Jeff Bridges album. One of those stupid Jeff Bridges songs I had stuck in my head for about a week. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, what was that? That was him. It's getting into it. What I like about these versions, though, is that they kept them simple. They didn't overdo it. It doesn't sound like this, you know, all the stupid, crazy, like the the wash of electric guitars, like noise. And it's like nah, it's and they're good. using the original classic instruments. He has his whole own horn section and everything. Yeah, it's good. It's good uh, production. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. I, I just think that the this the song selection was not very good. That's the thing. I, I mean, well, I don't recognize. I don't recognize any of these songs. You're not going to. I mean, these are these are they're not so much they're obscure now, but I mean, this is stuff that like never made radio. Right. Well, it was like you know what was it 1990? No, no, no. I know, but it was like I think it was 1998. I think it was 1998, Paul McCartney came out with a similar album, Run Devil Run, but it was covers of 1950s rock songs, but obscure ones that nobody knew. I didn't recognize any of them. Yeah, because he's a cheapskate. <laughs> Huey Lewis. November 2nd. You heard it here first. Titular song. Sounds like searching. Right, a coaster. Search like searching, searching. Gonna find her. Well, they did a no. They did a song. Gonna find her. What the hell is that? Searching by the uh, the coasters. Late, late 1950s. And it, it had a similar melody to it. Two more. 
this sounds very coasters-ish too. He walk in the classroom, cool and slow. Who called the English teacher daddy yo? Where the hell's the song? That was it. Nah. Now I'll just give it quickly. I don't know if they had um, sports. This was his last album. It's called Plan B. It's from 2001. This was mostly original music. Yeah. And I have. I thought it was really good. Now, there was a couple of... They did a cover like... Um, a little blues. It was the first one. A lot of soul. That Jeff Bridges soul sound. This is Huey and the Lewis. That new that Huey Lewis and the New Sound. This is their sound. <laughs> I love my wife. I love my honey. I gave them both everything I But Jeff Bridges invented this genre. Like lots of love With cigar. This was uh, obviously of what? When I write the book, who did that originally? I may even curse me too. Oh, oh, Nick Lowe. Yeah, who's that? You don't know who Nick Lowe is? Think the British guy, like one of the new kids. When was it? Was he from the 80s? 60s and 70s. Oh. He did like a lot of songs that Elvis Costello wound up covering. Uh, this one's pretty good. I can't believe it after so long. If I wanted to. Could buy this CD used for one dollar and ten cents. There we go. All right, let me get the other album, which apparently is not showing up. Sports. Oh wait, no. Oh. <laughs> this one. This Picture is this. this is the one they did in 1994. Oh, of course, they don't have a preview. Go on iTunes. How? This? Yep. Just yeah. And type in Huey Lewis. I'll oh, type it in. What the, what the hell? Are you, Why did Hannah Montana I don't know. All right, type it again. I did. I mean, I'll, uh, stop. Hannah Montana. <laughs> that was really weird. Piece of garbage that she is. Uh, see all of the albums. Live. Oh, oh it's some of these stupid compilations. We're going to be here forever. So they don't even have it. Yeah, they might. No, type, they don't. Type four score. F O U R. Wait, you gotta delete. No, 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 no. Yeah, they don't nah. have it. Apple. Once again, I well, hate Amazon don't have it either. Hate Apple. Yeah, but at least they have the CD. That's true. And the the cassette tape. Ah. 
For, you could buy it used for one penny. I have both, as a matter of fact. Well, should sell it. Uh, Apple. Uh, where else can, where else are we gonna get samples from? YouTube. I mean, look, they do shake, rattle, and roll. Blue Go Monday. On Blue Monday. Uh, That's Domino. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. Um, um, what order. are you doing? I was on YouTube. I know, but I want to keep that. Oh, God, you can search again. Yeah, but it's loaded already. I don't want to wait forever. Huey Lewis. Like when I watch the video later, I don't want it to reload. Um, Never gonna find it. Uh, type uh, four. four oh wait, 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 wait! Oh no, it's hard. No, to just type four score. Like the Nintendo Entertainment System four score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've done some of these songs in concert. Yeah. Uh, wait. What's a? Uh, I don't know. I, you re- I really wanted to get like the. What about what other site would have pre? Uh, nothing. I mean nothing. We looked on Amazon. We looked on iTunes. We looked on YouTube. What else is there? I don't know. Wasn't there other music sites? Doesn't make any sense. All right. Took Rhapsody. They still they're still in business. Yeah. What the hell is this? <laughs> Results for Huey Lewis, Adria, and Matt. Well, you put the the whole name in there. All right. Uh, go, go to freaking Google. No. Yes. Napster is still in business? Yes. Why? People subscribe. This is never going to have anything. Why would they have it if iTunes doesn't have it? It's not going to have it. Just go to Google, ah. damn it. I beat you to it. Of course, if I had the CD, it would have been a lot easier. Go up, go up, go up, go up. up go where? click in the box. Here? No, in the box. Yeah. For chords, that's why. Oh, is that what it's called? You had the name wrong. <laughs> that's what you told oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go back to uh, iTunes uh, or something. It's well, probably, no, they didn't have probably it anyway. it's not there. Hate Apple. Uh, for chords. Ah. Uh, play on words. Nope. All right. Stop, stop. No, 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 no. I'm not going to have it. No. no, 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 no. Oh, uh, no yeah? What's, what's this? I don't know. Two songs. Yeah, but it's all right. That was one of them. Oh, yeah. They do it acapella. It's very good. All right. Here we go. But it's all right. This is Curtis Mayfield. I think. Oh, no, no, no. This is not it. This is... They recorded it off a TV. Yeah. The sound is terrible. Yeah, this is terrible. Here, this is probably... Useless. Whoa. Get the better quality. A video? And audio. It's a still shot. Giving up hope of ever. Yeah, how about buy the CD, you moron? J.J. <laughs> Jackson. Original. Yeah, from nine million years ago. Oh, that's. Oh yeah, this is the one I was talking about. This is the Curtis Mayfield. 
by Ace Freeway. I guess you didn't like Across the Universe. <laughs> or the Bee Gees movie Sgt. Oh, Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band starring George Burns and Steve Martin and the Bee Gees. And Peter Frampton. And, uh, At least they could sing. Barely. This is really good. It's probably one of the best covers I've ever heard of. Night was clear Jerry Reed. And the leaves The original is Bill Haley and the Comets. Yeah. Rock Around the Clock. Yeah. No. It wasn't the original Bill Haley. They made it famous. But, uh, I, I forget who wrote it. But see, this is what I mean. They're playing the song as it originally was. These are good songs. These are, hey, they're happening songs, yo. Yeah. The fans would like it. Hey, hey. Richie. You know, to see. It's hey. not some lame soul music. Come on, damn Huey. Do me a favor. Go up to the search bar. Oh, Blue Monday. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Oh. All right, go up to the this search. This one's good. Okay. Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Eventually. The hell is this? Why is there a picture of a birdhouse? <laughs> Here we Lewis. This is horrendous. Apparently, this is performed by some guy named Mike Maddox. Not to be conf- confused with Mike Massey. <laughs> Who you still haven't used? What are you doing? All right, all right, all right. Wait, click on his. I gotta see this. 
on his name. Yeah. Oh my god, that was awful. I don't care about that song again. This guy's an idiot. Get this out of here. Oh my god, he, look at this idiot. He's, he, he's covering Sam Cooke, The Temptations, Frank Sinatra. What? Uh, yeah, nut. This guy's an idiot. Alright, it's enough. I go to the search box. <sighs> and I'm gonna type in. Um. Ugh. What? Did you know Will Smith has a daughter and that now... Her name is Willow Smith. He's he's paid for her to become... Like how he's paid for his son to become a movie star. He's paid for his daughter, Willow Smith, to... He's despicable. ...try to become a, a singing star. And this is the song. Whip My Hair? What the hell is that? This is the song. That's not her. Now, is this... Yeah, it is. Is this even music? Some morons will listen to it. I'm not telling you. Here. You gotta see the vid, the music video for this. I can't believe there even are still uh, music videos. You'd be surprised. Yeah, this one. It's despicable. Despicable. What? That's her hair. Oh, she looks just like him. <laughs> so she's dunking her hair in a can of paint and then whipping people with it. Wait, how old is this kid? I don't know. It's very inappropriate. <laughs> Nine years old. Oh my god. Nine years old. She really does look like a... Like Will Smith. Yeah. Really strange. Oh. I shut this off. She was in I Am Legend. Of course. Now she has Whip My Hair. This is, this is beautiful music. Oh. I can tell you it was actually... 720p. I don't care. Stop this. <laughs> Thank you. Why the hell? She has, like, these, like, diamonds, like, glued to her face or something. It's like Captain Lou. No. With the rubber bands. Well, it was just rubber bands. So... And watching the baseball, as I was saying before, um, the theme song for the TBS coverage 
was a song, a new song by Kid Rock, of all people. Now hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Kid Rock. Before you say this is this is, what are you doing? Don't I know what it is? You don't have to look it up. No, I know. I just want to see how old he is. He's thirty nine. Yeah. So look at this idiot. All right. All <laughs> look right. at the picture of. I know. He I think looks... they picked out for him on YouTube. He's, in, he's sitting in front of a Christmas tree and a bunch of plywood. And he looks like he's constipated. Now. So anyway, uh, he gets a bad rap. Oh, that's awesome. Kid Rock, you know, he has a bad rap for, you know, one thing is that he, he just he just seems to, like, cover everyone. He's like Eddie Vedder now. Like, you mean bad rap as in his music? Well, his, yeah, his terrible rap music. <laughs> But anyway, so this guy, but the thing is, the guy can actually sing, and he came out with a new song. He came out with a new song that they've used, which I thought, I was like, wait a minute, this is a new song, a new rock song, and I actually like it? How is this possible? Alright, I'm going to play it. You you don't know what it is. Ready? Yes. Oh, get... I'll kill you. This is beautiful. Alright. Kid Rock. Can't imagine what they spent on that video. Too much. Born Free. Born Free? Born Free. Is that a, an original? Yes. What? MLB. Here we go. Well, this is like a baseball. Is this a cover? Oh. Why are they saying hippies? The other version. This sounds nothing like Homeward Bound by Simon and Gar- anything by Simon and Garfunkel. People in the YouTube comments are saying, oh, way to rip off Homeward Bound by Simon and Garfunkel. Now, here's the th- uh, hold on. Here's the thing. When I first heard this song on the coverage, I'm like, oh, wait. I, f- I just thought it was an old Bob Seger song. Bob, that's what it's, it sounds like Bob Seger. Right. Now, the irony is, on, on one of his other tracks on, on the album, Bob Seeger plays the piano. Ah, there you well, go. Both from Detroit. Let me hear that old time rock and roll. Those Hollywood nights. Like the Hollywood hills. Like a rock. Yeah. Bob Seeger. I love Bob Seeger. Yeah. Great. I don't know. Yeah, come on. What was he? He's 70s, right? 70s and 80s, yeah. yeah. Bob Seeger. But, uh, yeah, what, what are they... Homeward Bound? What? Here, all right, so... First, listen to this. 
But you gotta kind of go in the middle there. Listen to this. Whatever comes up. like a Tom Petty 80 Springsteen right, so you hear that yeah. now it's a complete rip off of this yes I'm sitting in the railway station got a ticket for my destination supposedly oh I'm hearing it alright I can't tell the two apart <laughs> right every stop is neatly planned for a poet and a one man band this is Kid Rock right it must be well oh, actually yeah you think so <laughs> you think so that part wait a minute really yeah, in the beginning he he does. Oh, in the beginning. Press play. It's the same kind of yeah, but rhythm. Yeah, but yeah, no, I know. No, come on. I mean, at this point, how many? How many years have been rock and roll? Like almost sixty years. I mean, you're gonna rip things off. Yeah, that's that's a stretch. You know, I mean, look, people. How many how many groups took Chuck Berry's? <laughs> I know. You know, Johnny Be Good intro. Yeah, or what? No, the whole damn song. Uh-huh. And and you know, like the Beach Boys did California Girls. And then, well, Surfing USA. Surfing USA. I mean, that was uh, Surfing USA. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking about. The exact copy. Yeah. Which is the Beatles back in the USSR. Yeah, Roll Over Bates. I mean, all those yeah, songs. I mean, well, even, well, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Berry. Berry yeah, I know, he was ridiculous. It's the same song over and over. <laughs> but, hey, look, I'm not a big Kid Rock fan. I do like Simon and Garfunkel. I do like old music. I do like Homeward Bound. But even for me, to say that those two songs are a copy... Or, no, but that, I'm that, just saying, this is a good rock song. I know, but to say that... No, this kid, that kid rock copied uh, Simon and Garfunkel. No, for me to say that it's a stretch means it's a stretch. I defend old music, but come on, it's not a copy. No. So um, yeah, so I, I like that song. Anyway, um, so that was it with the with him. And then the last thing I was going to mention was um, oh, by the way, you know the last episode where we did it in my car. Yeah. The, the episode. Uh, yeah, well, as it turned out, Paunch Luck, less than, a, less than a week later, my battery was dead. But that had nothing to do with... No, it must have. How? Now we used too much of the battery. Come on, but it's supposed to recharge. Yeah, but you're still zapping it. You can only Come recharge on. it so much. It right? wasn't yeah, so the last thing was... Uh, so what did you do? I got another battery. Oh, you didn't jump it? No, the battery was old. So uh, anyway, the um, the last thing I was going to say was about Randy Quaid, the paunch luck. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about Randy Quaid. He died. No, he is. I'll stop it. He um, 
Ray, Sven is not dead. Randy Quaid and his wife, apparently, I don't know if they're drunk or they're on drugs or something, but apparently they've fallen on hard times. Really? And so, uh, several years ago, they sold some house in Los Angeles, whatever, that they owned. And then, like, a few months ago, somebody, I don't know if somebody bought the house, I don't know what the deal was, but they found them living in the guest house of this house. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And it was like a mess. Like, they made an utter mess of the place. Like hobos. Yeah, like Charlie Sheen, who keeps wrecking hotel rooms. So, um... Or the who? No. No, it was Led Zeppelin. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin from the... uh, Both. Something with the shark or something like that. So, so, uh... They, um... So they were arrested for that in California. And then somehow they must have fled... Like after they posted bail, so they wound up in ca- in Canada. So then they arrested them in Canada, eh. and they 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 won't they won't allow themselves. They're fighting extradition back to the United States. And here is the kicker: it's there, a, it's a boot time. Their eh, their reason was I'm not making this up. I don't know if he said it or the wife. Their reason was a lot of their several of their Hollywood friends have been murdered. Over the last few years, and they fear for their life, they cannot go back to Hollywood. What? They're on drugs. As they describe it, they were fearful of this, some kind of organized crime hit squad known as the Hollywood Star Whackers. (laughs) So let's see, Billy Mays, Michael Jackson. Well, they weren't murdered. Uh... Well, as far as the public knows, wow. Randy Quaid has some inside conspiracy information. Yes. Clark. It's a conspiracy. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Conspiracy. Eddie! Wow. So, yeah. The Randy, Hollywood Randy Mafia. The, the Hollywood Star Whackers. <laughs> that's just, Come on. Well, so that's that. See you next time. Oh. Oh, by the way, do you know who the new American Idol judge is going to be? It's like Steven Tyler and... Who else is it? Uh, well, Randy Jackson, of course. Of course. Where's he going? <laughs> He's going... It's like, of all the people they get rid of, why aren't they getting rid of this guy? Randy Jackson, he's useless. So they only got rid of one person. They only got rid of Paul Abdul. And Simon Cowell and Cara, whatever. They left on their own recognizance, as did Ellen. And Ellen Jeff. They left on their own. Yeah, they're in J-Lo. They hired J-Lo. So it's a judge talent. You have J-Lo, Randy Jackson, and Steven Tyler, who's at least somewhat talented. Steven Tyler? Yeah. Come on. Train keeps running all night long. Love in an elevator. Oh boy, come on now. I said it. No, I have a movie review. Rapid Fire. Better not be the social network. Rob's Rapid Fire Movie Reviews. 2010, starring Jesse Eisenberg. The social network. What the, did I just say? It better not be the social network. <laughs> the social network. Oh now remember, God. I have instituted a three-point rating scale. 
You do not need one to ten. It's like if a movie gets a nine. Yeah, all right, you, let's go. That Come means on. I have to see it. But what if it gets an eight? You know, it's three. Come on. A one means don't bother. A two means uh. yeah, if it's on TV or if you rent it, you know, do that. A three means definitely see it. It's awesome. I would give it a three. It was good. It was entertaining. Look, it wasn't a documentary. It wasn't fact. It wasn't like entirely factual. It was based on a true story. I know, but these all these people, they just looked really obnoxious. No, they were. And that like, was funny, though. Someone should have hit them with a bat. But they were. They, they everyone in the movie was. Obnoxious. Someone should have hit them with a bat. Batman. Oh no, no! Who would hit them with a bat? Especially if they got an airplane. <laughs> Sammy, it's the big man. <laughs> you kidding me? This kid's get making get making six hundred billion dollars on this stupid website. I can't get anybody to pay me for my website. <laughs> oh man! Hey, the big man's back. What's the, I go on the airplane and people got meat coming out of the, the overhead compartments. I'm going to bring a bat with me. <laughs> Alright. Social network. Look, everyone in the movie was obnoxious. But it was in, in a humorous way. It was funny. It was entertaining. It was based on a true story. It was obviously embellished. And All right, so I'm looking at the top movies here. What, what are these have you, haven't you seen yet? Obviously Jackass. The only one on, well, the only two on the top ten uh, box, well, the only three <laughs> on the top ten box office uh, right now that I've seen are The Town, Social Network, and Easy A. I didn't see Legend of the Guardians. I didn't see Life right, as so, I don't even know what half these movies are. Right, who cares? So what were the other reviews? No, that, that was it. That's it? The Social Network. Three out of three. It was entertaining. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's an idiot. And Facebook is stupid. What I can't the thing I can't understand about like Facebook is how can it be worth so much money? Advertising. How much advertising I never look at any of the advertising. I know. Well, they know that? I know. But this is why I It's hate- not like Google. Google it's not just the advertising. I mean Google is a lot of it's is the you're paying for the heuristics. On Facebook too, social uh, the, the social graph they call it. Because think about it, you have five hundred million members, and each person has entered the name, the city. Oh, I forgot. The age, you, know, you know who else? Is what on movies Facebook? the person likes? Yeah. What music the every five? You have five hundred million of this data. You know who else is on Facebook now individually? Who? It's me, love. I'm on Facebook now, love. And, oh, and, like and, and, and I have my own my own podcast on Facebook too, love. Really? Yeah, it's it's not really. We should a try pod- to get on. It's not a pod. No, it's not a podcast. It's it's him talking about the wing, some of the Wings albums. Oh, those in Wings, love. Like, you Gosh. know, we're having a good time with this song, you know, and we we'd never done this quite before. We had to do it this way, and it's like, oh. Someone's knocking on the door, love. You gotta let him in. Do me a favor. Uncle Albert. (laughs) Paul McCartney. Wait, what's his podcast? The Paul McCartney Show? 
No, it was. Um, it's not a podcast. Well, we got to get him on the Paunch Stevens. Yeah, Th- this is our chance. I might have to rejoin Facebook now uh, to get him. Uh, to, why? To I still don't know why you dropped Facebook. Because I don't agree with them using all of my personal private information to give to advertisers. Oh God! Who cares? Nobody cares about you. And then private. I, I care. I just don't agree with it. Fine. When I first signed up, that wasn't part of the deal, and then they—it was a bait and switch. So how? What are they? What are they? How are they? Uh, you, what are the advertisers doing with it? Nothing, because what Facebook does, Facebook has all of this very detailed, specific personal information about each user. Mm. So Facebook says, "All right, advertisers, instead of charging you." Let's say a penny per click. You know, like you know, some other sites just post your ad. Anybody, any old person can see it. It's not targeted. Instead of charging you a penny per click or a penny per view or whatever they call it, uh, we're going to charge you. Let's say I'm just going to make it up. Let's say a dollar every time we display your ad. And the reason we're charging you so much more than any other website is because you know. When your ad shows up on someone's page, it's because that person is interested in your product based on the information the person has entered in his or her profile. It's very, very targeted. But don't, so don't look at it. I know, but then they try to get a little sneaky and they'll put in like, like, oh, Greg recommends you check out this book. Click here to check out the book. And I'm like, oh, Greg. Really? Greg recommended that? And I would click on it. No, it was an ad, and they're just using, you know, names from my friends list and inserting it into the ad to try to trick me to get me to click on it. And sue them. It's a scam. Just forget. I don't need Facebook. I don't need I, I wasn't even using it anyway. But it's a communication tool. Email. Text messaging. Telephone. I have... Three forms of communication. People can go to pawnstevenson.com and uh. leave me comments. <laughs> That's another... Co- I have. I already have like half a dozen ways to communicate with people. I don't need seven. Is, is that why when I send you a text message, you never reply? I reply. I do. Re- when you email me, I reply. Sometimes. When you call me, I reply. Sometimes. And when you text message. Sometimes. You got to do all three. The trifecta. Why don't you use a carrier pigeon? You could do that. The uh, Antonio Meucci uh, uh, telephone, radio telephone that he invented. Uh, All right, that's uh, this ninety minutes All right. or more. Michael Caine killed Frank Nora? No. From, uh, He's not dead.